And I just remember listening to this and having to pull over because I was crying because um, the story is so sad and there's so many victims and you don't know who to feel sorry for because you feel sorry for everyone, right? Welcome to Song Stories. I'm Von Beeker, and today I'm joined by Edmonton's Lindsay Walker, right here from my hometown, to talk about her song, St. Petersburg, from her beautiful album, This Desolate Bliss. This song gets into a story so sad that Lindsay Walker had to pull off to the side of the road to have a good cry, but we'll also talk about alligators, sketchy zoos, and musicians who listen to more talk radio than music. And of course, you'll hear the entire song, St. Petersburg, by Lindsay Walker at the end. Okay, so this is a song, um, it's off of my last album, and um, I, okay, I never get to tell this whole story, and I'm, I'm really excited because I'm going to oh, do it. Oh, good. Yeah, please. Um, okay, great. So, um, I, I tour a lot on my own. Um, again, that ambivert, I like driving on my own. It's a really nice way for me to kind of uh, decompress after playing shows and going from town to town. And I was driving, uh, I was doing like a prairie tour. Um, I was driving through like random, um, like middle Saskatchewan, East Saskatchewan, Yorkton-ish kind of area. I can't remember. It was a lot of small towns around there that I was playing. And I was um, just like, no one was around me. And I was listening to an audio book because I love... and it's funny because now I have them on my phone, but before I would like go to the library and like take out the lo- the audiobook CDs. Man, we are so um, similar in these ways, uh, Lindsay. <laughs> Best job I ever had. I worked at the library. I was uh-huh. a student page, and it was oh, cool. the, it was the best job because I just shelved books, but I could I was allowed to wear my Walkman, and so I oh, I would just go to That's like so the audiobooks, pop a pop a tape in my Walkman and I'd get to listen to like a whole book while I was getting paid. It was amazing. It's brilliant. Oh, I love and that. And also That's similar so cool. in that we don't like, I don't know about you, but like for being a musician, I, I listen to music much less than people would assume. And I listen to talk like mm-hmm. way more, which is, which I still can't oh, yes. figure that out about myself, but it sounds like you have the same hang up as me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially on those long you know, drives. Especially like, Yes, that's exactly it. Those long drives. Um, I I think I, I really like having. Um, sorry, I dropped my guitar pick there. There we go. Um, I, I like having the audiobook or a podcast because it's like another person is in the car with me that I I don't usually have, you know. But they're just talking to me for twelve hours. <laughs> and they're usually a person that's like somehow better than me a little bit, you know. Oh, smarter or leaps and bounds, or more yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they have a bunch of different voices if you're, like, li- reading um, yeah. a fiction book or something like that, you know? Like, yeah, there's they, they just have their, their poop in a group, which I appreciate. <laughs> okay, so you're um, you're driving through Saskatchewan, yes. and you're listening to audiobook. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And this audiobook was a, a nonfiction book um, about – it was a, a psychologist from, uh, I believe it was South Carolina – somewhere on the east southeastern uh, quadrant of the U.S. But he's a professor there, and he wrote a book about um, our connection with animals and the psychology behind that um, and why we, over the years, have uh, become okay with, um, oh, excuse me, um, you know, eating animals, keeping some as pets, and being terrified of some. Sorry, excuse me, I'm getting that choking feeling again. 
Yeah, don't start crying again. I'm not, I promise. (laughs) Um, Not crying from anything but pain. Um, Just kidding. Um, Yes, okay, so so this book is, and it's a bunch of different um, stories, true stories of, of people in mostly the U.S., and uh, and their relationship with animals in one way or another. And the book, I believe, was called Some We Love, Some We Hate, Some We Eat, or a combination of the three. Um, and there was a story that he was telling, and it's a true story, of um, a man that lived in uh, this town called St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, small town, a few thousand people in there at the time, and this was in the 70s. And he um, he had one of those those, like, um, non-sanctioned zoos that people sometimes have, kind of like Tiger King before Tiger King was the thing. Right. Um, but it wasn't of tigers. It was of um, reptiles and amphibians. Yeah. And so he had, you know, like snakes and iguanas and he had a crocodile and he had this 800 pound crocodile. Um, and she was kind of like the, the crowning achievement of this, of this kind of zoo enclosure thing. Um, and everyone would come to see of... this. The Shamu. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good way of putting it. I like that. Yes. Yeah, so the Shamu of the, of the uh, crocodile world. And this, this crocodile was named Cookie. Um, and she just kind of lived on her own. And, um, and he, you know, this man didn't have any kids or um, he didn't really have a lot of friends. Like this, this place was his life. And Cookie was seen as like a, almost like a child to him because he cared for this animal for so long and, and seemingly had developed a, like a a familiar relationship with this animal. Like they become pals or whatever. Um, And so one day um, there was a kid uh, probably about five or six years old with his dad and they were throwing grapes down into the enclosure because the dad wanted to show his son how fast the uh, crocodiles can move and um, the crocodile wasn't moving because the crocodile didn't want any grapes like I don't blame him um, and so uh, the dad was really just like so determined to get this crocodile to move so he went um, turned around to get more grapes and in that time, the child fell into the enclosure, and then this horrible, you know, thing happened after that, where the crocodile went and and got and attacked the child, and the child did not survive. And um, the owner, you know, he rushed in to try to help, and all, you know, all these people, and it just nothing, nothing could prevent this from happening. Um, so then the man left. Uh, um, or the man who owned the the um, enclosure, he um, kind of was just so heartbroken by this and so um, traumatized by it all. He closed down the the zoo. He got rid of the animals, um, and he went in and he shot Cookie and killed Cookie. Um, and I just remember listening to this and having to pull over because I was crying because. Um, the story is so sad and there's so many victims and you don't know who to feel sorry for because you feel sorry for everyone, right? Um, and the man, you know, the man who uh, um, sold the, the the enclosure, he ended up just kind of like becoming a recluse and not really leaving his house and, and not talking to anyone and just kind of, yeah, it was really tragic. And so... I I just started writing this song because I was like thinking about how 
guilt and how pain can just kind of take hold of us and and not let go and how it can how the like the reverberations of of some sort of traumatic event can just kind of like bounce out through people and through different lives and um sometimes never never um become better you know like it can't it can't become um solved there's no fix there's no fix right yeah no closure nothing like that so um yeah so i wrote i wrote the song and recorded it and um then i contacted the author of the book and i sent him the song yeah i was really interested in hearing how he what he thought of it because i really like um I just I just was so connected to it, and he sent back this massive email and um, invited me out to uh, the town he teaches in. He's like, if you're ever in the neighborhood, please come out. He's like, I play in a bluegrass band and blah blah. blah. Yeah, and he said that that story of all the stories in the book was the one that stuck with him the most, um, and it just is something that kind of like has stayed with him to this day, which was kind of comforting to me because I was like, well, that also oh. is the story that has stayed with me to this day and will always stay with me. Um, so, yeah, so that's the story behind that song. Very cool. Thanks for taking mm-hmm. the time to, to share it with us. What yeah, a great story. Um, what's the author's name of the book? Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it. I did not because I don't think I remember it. Let me look it up really quickly if you don't mind because <laughs> I feel like I'm I doing this gentleman a disservice. Um, did you have success? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's um, the book is called Some. Uh, I was very close with the title, if not um, spot on. Some we love, some we hate, some we eat. Okay. Um, why it's so hard to think straight about animals, and it's by Hal Herzog. Is his name? And now Saint Petersburg by Lindsay Walker. Don't forget to support Lindsay by visiting lindsaywalkermusic.com and to support our show Song Stories by visiting songstoriespodcast.ca or leaving a review wherever you listen to this podcast or, even better, inviting a friend to listen to. joke it seems shadows follow my every move but i see you calling out to me oh now i'm not half the man i used to be i'm not him anymore don't tell mama i shot your killer don't tell mama i shot your killer Tell mama I shot your killer Don't 
Just heard screams below 